98 Not Out, sponsored by Shepherd Knee, proud supporters of cricket in Essex. So good evening, everyone. Welcome along here on 98 Phoenix FM. Big thanks to Mr. Ian Lee. What a great show You're again. Welcome. See you later. Brilliant as ever. <laughs> We have to say that he pays us to do that. Uh, so welcome along to 98 Night Out for the next hour or so. It is completely cricket here on Phoenix FM. Don't forget you can join in with the show. Uh, comment and interact with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the rest of it. Messages. We will read your messages and listen to your comments. Hopefully you are listening live in the Brentwood, Billericay areas. You might well be listening on the internet via our Facebook page at phoenixfm.com of course. If not, you've got a smart speaker and you've told Alexa what to do or if you're listening on the podcast, hello. And there's the app as well. Go to your app store, look for Phoenix 98 FM, there'll be a little logo. Click on it, download it. You can listen to Phoenix then wherever you are like I was at the weekend in Yorkshire. Indeed, and we've got a special guest this evening with us. We have this evening our special guest um, considering our theme of inviting people in from the local clubs around the area tonight we've got Rachel Mitchell from Billericay Cricket Club hello Rachel hello Rachel's clearly the good looking part of Billericay <laughs> Cricket Club I have to look at him every week I, I know <laughs> <laughs> yes, so we're very pleased to have Rachel on. We'll be chatting to her a little bit later on about uh, girls and ladies cricket. Um, but uh, as always, let's just have a look at what's been going on in the news. Indeed. So, England. England. They did indeed. England. They wrapped up the T20 series against uh, South Africa. If you've been following it on our Facebook page, we asked what we've learnt from the tour. We did. And, which, was, um, which was, I mean, maybe we should talk about the game first, because yes. what a game of cricket on Sunday, But all it? three games were really good, weren't They've they? Been, I mean, yeah. I think, as, as you know, we haven't seen T20 for a little while, or maybe up close, or had an interest in it, uh, and there were three really good adverts for the format, I thought. What I think you discovered is how difficult it is to chase down 200, yeah. over 200 in T20. Because um, every time, I think every game that was all over 200, wasn't there? Yeah, that's um, right. And, you know, all, all three games were absolutely cracking games of cricket. It all could have gone either way, really. Well, that's the thing with T20, isn't it? Which you don't see so much in other formats, is that kind of... Um, if a couple of wickets go quickly, that sort of panic that seems to set in, where batsmen are, are either trying to hit everything for six and getting out caught or bowled or whatever else, um, and it just seems to be infected, you know, across the side. So great to see T20 back in action. I think for both sides, they'll both be quite happy with their batting. I'm not sure either's <laughs> going to be too happy with their bowling though. England's bowling has been not a concern, but I think it's been a talking point, shall we say. Uh, both in the T20 and I think in the ODIs as well, we saw that... Um well, I, I raised it last week then. That's right. I, I felt the bowling attack was a little bit too similar. Mark Wood, um, you know, he, there's nothing different about his bowling. Yes, he's very quick, but yeah. he doesn't have an outstanding Yorker. He doesn't have an outstanding slower ball. But he does have an outstanding wide and full yeah. outside off stump, which is... Uh, yeah, which is <laughs> getting a bit slapped common. everywhere. Yeah, it, I mean... I don't think he's going to be in the final T20 squad when push comes to shove. I think unless he improves something dramatically, I think he might struggle. Um, obviously, missing Archer, yep. which is was always going to be difficult, who is a good T20 bowler. Uh, and the one who will be is uh, it will be coming definitely coming into it will be Pat Brown. As long as he stay, as long as he's fit, yeah. I think he will be the key because he actually has that really really good slower ball and that really good heavily disguised different ball which both the Currens have as well. 
and I think that's going to be key to winning any T20 cricket he's playing forward. a lot of franchise cricket as well so that, that will put him in good stead as well, well. he's not playing much at the moment well, obviously yeah he will with be his in. injury but yeah, I mean, yeah. He, was, he was down with a big bash and everything else wasn't he before that so. he will be so I, I think both sides have got bowling problems you can only look at the fact that they're struggling to defend 200 probably tells you that exactly but, but on, on the batting front you know both sides are going to be all right. Fairly happy, I would think. I I nothing mean, to really sort of argue too much about. I don't think even necessarily the order is something that we should be necessarily sort of scratching our heads about. There are people that can. I think the only argument will be why Denley was playing in front of Milan and. You know, the third game. Yeah, I don't think Denley is necessarily going to be part of the longer-term plans. It's just kind of like who was the, who was available, who was down there. We said this last week, but he's got a white ball contract only. <laughs> he hasn't got a red ball contract. He's only got a white ball contract. So. If, it doesn't make sense that if you're giving him a white ball contract, you're saying you're going to pick him, and I'm not sure you can be. Well, doing like that. Adil Rashid last year, you know, white ball only for Yorkshire, and then uh, then pops up in the Test side that uh, that went to the West Indies. Um, as Brett said, we have been uh, discussing this on our Facebook page and inviting comments. Um, thank you to everyone for taking part. Uh, Mark Palmer. Um, a few comments in all of them interesting so the first one um, he said that Josh Butler isn't a test wicketkeeper um, these are lessons learned from the tour as a whole across all the three formats so he thinks that uh, Butler isn't a test wicketkeeper Bairstow needs to play more red ball cricket uh, limited over batting papers over cracks in the bowling I think we've just kind of talked about that uh, Root need, needs to learn not to over bowl um, our fastest bowler now I think he means Joffre Archer by that um, he also commented that uh, South Africa's batting looked blindfolded uh, against spin, and I think that was pretty clear to see, wasn't it? In uh, when they were they were under the cosh, Moeen Ali and, uh, and Adil Rashid definitely um, had the uh, had the oh, excuse me had the uh, had the spell over them. Well, apart from the last game when they both got smashed as well, I think spinning T Twenty cricket is always going to be key. Yeah, I think you, you know you, you look at it more and more every side has got two really good spinners now if you the, the sometimes twenty sides yeah and they are using the spinners differently and stuff like that so it's um it, it, the spinners are you know definitely going to be key in there as well so it, there's, there's there's a lot i mean joe wrote does, did he overbowl joffre archer we talked about this um i think that's more from his comments that he made um because uh he made a comment about the amount he was bowling in the IPL last year didn't help. But then, if you look over the summer, in some of the test series against um, Australia, Joffre was bowling very, very long spells. So, I guess that's where that criticism comes from. But, um, you know, if we are talking about the T20 World Cup being the focus this year, which it clearly is... Um, I don't think you can really talk about people being overbowled if they're only going to do four overs. I spells. think this is the problem, isn't it, with Archer? When he talks about overbowled, he's talking about he bowled a six or seven over spell, whereas he's expecting to bowl three or four over spells. And I don't think you're going to be doing that in Test cricket very uh, often. No, no, no. So you know, there is that question: is is he not capable of bowling six or seven overs in a spell? Because if he's not, is Test cricket the way forward for him? Is he, he better off saying, "I don't really want to play Test cricket"? Hmm. Hmm. I think. If I was in Joffre Archer's shoes, I'd want to be... I mean, you're at the start of your England career. You'd probably want to be playing as much as possible, just for the sheer enthusiasm. Mm. But there needs to be someone, maybe it's Chris Silwood, maybe it's Joe Root, that actually puts an arm around him and says... You know what? Yeah. Yeah, I think it'll, it'll work that out quite quickly. Joss Butler, he's, he's going to be keeping, though, isn't he, in Sri Lanka? Uh, spoons. Chris Silwood did come out and say that he's going to be the keeper. 
Folks has gone though, hasn't he? Folks has gone, but he, he has said that he, he gave an interview. I think it was uh, on the BBC podcast, and right. he said on that that he he, he think Butler's going to be his number one keeper in Sri Lanka, so he's he's going to expect him to play. I would think certainly the first test. Yeah, I'm not sure if I agree with that. I mean, why take folks? There's been this huge outcry that folks should be the keeper, uh, yeah. and then you know keep Butler for ODIs. You get uh, back to you didn't take a keeper for a three test series in New Zealand. <laughs> but there you go, you take him off yeah. for a two test series in Australia. It, it, it is strange. I mean, there is, you know, we all know as we, we've talked about it. The focus is mainly going to be on T Twenty cricket. It was pointed out that the fifty over stuff from the summer starts qualifying towards the fifty over next World Cup, etc. But yeah, I think this summer is the, the focus is going to be the short form, isn't it? And everyone's going to be looking at towards the World Cup and counting down towards that now. That's right. And, I mean, and don't forget as well got the 100 don't mention the 100 round here well again i mean it's, it's going to be a new thing we're already seeing now um i think we'll mention it later that the aussies might not be here for all of the 100 because they have moved that series in zimbabwe. zimbabwe yeah you know a lot of the players it's going to be a new thing for everyone it's going to be like the first season of t20 rachel's right i mean this summer the english summer is going to be dominated by short form cricket we've got as you say the 100 in the middle of it but that's sandwiched by the T20 Vitality Blast. Um, so you can have the group stages before the 100, then you've got the 100, and then after that, um, going into early winter. <laughs> I think we no, get- I think the, the finals of uh, the Vitality Blast are late August, aren't they now again? Is that how it runs? I think it goes June, then it goes the 100, then it goes... Um, the quarters, then there's a round of cha- championship games. Oh, we, oh yeah, yeah, right. Day. It's the county championship that goes into um, yeah, county late December. Finishes um, finishes the third week of December, doesn't it? <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's, it, I think it finishes on the thirtieth of September yeah, is the right. final day of the county championship. Probably when it stops raining. Oh. Well. Yeah, to be fair, it's, it's been a fairly decent winter. We could have played over most of the winds. It's only been <laughs> the last couple of weeks with the storms that's uh, that we, we have seen quite a few. I, mean, I don't know if you've been following. There's been a few cricket clubs, and not only cricket clubs but other clubs, they've suffered some awful damage with flooding and stuff like Saw that. Saw a new road at uh, Worcester, uh, and they've actually um, made an offer to local residents because I think there's a lot of damage around there. Not not just the cricket club, but people that are living around there, the houses have got wiped out again. Uh, and they've offered them free tickets for the cricket um, yeah. come the summer. So it is, you know, it is well done. Are, I, I think the one good thing with the, the cricket clubs, they are in the main. The certainly the smaller ones are, are good community clubs. Absolutely, uh, and, and some of the bigger ones are starting to catch up with it as well now and realising they've got to be. So, but I think for the guests that we've had in recently, um, and I'll point to to Herringay when we had Dimitri in um, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a smaller cricket club will not necessarily be looking to be challenging for winning things there are too many bigger clubs out there but their function uh is being basically part of the community and someone like herringate um basically sets its stall out on being someone to come and have a drink come and have something to eat watch a bit of cricket uh and a meeting place and, and a hub for the community so definitely cricket clubs play a big part in that they do indeed. right let's get some music on and yep. then we'll um then we'll get back to some more news before we we start featuring our guests a bit more absolutely you might like this one i'll see if you remember it you got it yet? To nothing much. Oh, I've got Darren with a song. It's unusual.
Sponsored by Shepherd Knee, proud supporters of cricket in Essex. Baron, I got you with a song. I can't believe that it. is my kind of uh, black hole of uh, pop knowledge. Is early nineties ah. Britpop. I never really, I never really got into all that. I was Carter, too the unstoppable sex machine. I'm too busy raving, man. Well, that was that was one of those sort of ravingy type songs as well. They really that was the end of that. That dance you were just doing was not raving. It was great. It was absolutely gravy, not ravey. It's fantastic. Loved Carter. There you go. Right. So as we've said earlier, joining us in the studio tonight, we've got 
Rachel Mitchell from Billericay Cricket Club. Hello, Rachel. Hello. So, before we get into a proper chat with you, we just thought to sort of round off the news that we've been doing. Um, the ICC Women's T20 World Cup starts tomorrow in Australia and runs to the 8th of March, which is International Women's Day. I did not know that. Yeah, so this is good. Uh, I think the ICC knew that when they organised it as well. (laughs) It's good. They've really thought about this, and it's good. I think this is really good news in many ways. One, that, you know, the climax of it is International Women's Day, which is going to give it more prominence. But, you know, as we've been saying for a while now, these T20 leagues are going on. The IPL that's about to get underway, 57 days. The Big Bash in Australia that just ended after about six years. (laughs) Um, but here's a tournament that has got a bit of meaning to it, where the final and the date has been played on, and it's punchy. You know, you won't if you're playing T20. T20 is appealing to an audience that wants sharp action, snappy, and you're getting that in the games, and you're getting that in the form of a tournament here. So it's it's all good. Um, one thing I did notice though about this, another good thing is that front foot no-ball technology is to be used for the first time. Didn't we raise this when we had the umpires on? I'm sure I said to them that... Well, they've been trialling it for for a while. They've been trialling it, and um, they've been trialling it in first-class games in India and the West Indies. The system recorded 100% accuracy uh, in decisions across 4,717 deliveries. My only question's going to be is when is the no ball going to be called on that? I, I think obviously if the umpires aren't calling the no ball, you might lose the odd benefit if it is a slower bowler where you hear the no ball call and you can change your shot. But maybe he gets a beep in his arm like in football with the goal line technology. Yeah, I, I, I think it's just going to be a case of actually you will benefit because you get the free hit afterwards. So yeah, it, it should. I mean, it, I'd like to hear a beep across the the sound system. So it kind of adds to the audience experience. I'm not sure that's going to... I'm not sure that would actually work at the moment. Because you still have that slight delay of someone having to press the button. I'm not sure it's automatically going to beep. And if it does... It, well, you, doesn't it, at Wimbledon, but, doesn't but it? then you have the problems with Hawkeye. At times it beeps and it's not correct as well. So there is that... Uh, if you watch Wimbledon, you watch Hawkeye. Although it's got better over time, uh. it still has times where it's not quite... The, the beep doesn't quite work and stuff like that. So... Maybe, yeah, but I, mean, I think it's a good thing. It's definitely a step in the right direction. You've been looking at uh, this tournament, and uh, I have, I have. So we've got some quite exciting things coming up on the uh, on the women's T20. The first one being, of course, that I think it's Thailand, isn't it? It's their first time in the competition. It is, yeah. Wow. And I'll say these girls because they've been playing as teenagers. They've come all the way up um, through through the ranks, playing as teenagers together, and it's their first time on the world stage. So great. That that'll be interesting to watch. I mean. Australia, they're there for the, the taking. Well, they're for the beating. Right. Um, everybody else has got to catch them up, for my money anyway. Um, England, I'm really loving the lineup. And what you were saying earlier about um, T20s and the spinners, um, you've got Sophie Eccleston, the, the left-hand spinner there, and our very own Maddie. Maddie Villiers. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I think they're going to be a key part to all of this. Um, and then you've got the big batters at the front. You've got Heather Knight. You've got... Um, Natalie... Yes, yeah, who's, who's been fantastic coming into form with all of this. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think you know Australia, England, Australia kick off 
tomorrow, don't they, against yes. India? India, 8 o'clock, England yeah. time over here. And did you hear who's, uh, who's kicking off the whole thing? They're trying to sort of get box office records here. Have you heard who's doing the, uh, no. the starting sh- Only Katy Perry. Oh! Ooh. Katy Perry. They're going to try and, and, and br- I think it's break the box office kind of... The Let's hope it's better than Diana Ross at the World Cup in uh, 1994. She's not, not going to come and bowl the first ball, with she, Katy Perry? That could, uh, <laughs> I mean, that would be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I think that's something like, you know, you see that in baseball and they do that really well, don't they? Someone comes in and throws the first yeah. pitch. And I think cricket's got to bring itself a bit more, certainly in T20 and 100. We've talked about it, that the razzmatazz has got to be there going forward. It is what it is. and I think so. And, and I completely, uh, I'll, I'll fully admit to this, I, I completely fangirl over... Um, Oh, uh, Perry. Katie Perry? No. no the Aussie. Um, Elise. Elise Perry. Oh, sorry. Kind of Perry. Sorry. I'm uh, yeah, very completely good. fangirl over it. Like, fantastic all rounder. So yeah. she's definitely one to watch in this. Well, it's going to be good. And it's um, Sky are giving it the beans. It's all live on Sky. Yep. Um, th- th- from start to finish, I just saw today on. Uh, on my TV that they've been giving it a big push and that everything will be there. And the BBC as well, I think on Five Live. Uh, giving ball, ball sports extra, isn't it? I think on five is it sports, sports extra. extra. Okay, yeah. Um, the England's women's first game is Sunday morning against South Africa. It is. Yeah. So go. just got the schedule up here. They then play Thailand on Wednesday at four a.m. in the morning. That'll be a. An early one to get up for for you, Darren. I'm not sure I'm going to make that one, if I'm honest. I'll be there. And then um, on Friday, women, they play Pakistan. um, And then the West Indies women next Sunday, they're both 8 a.m. starts. That's a punchy team, that West Indies uh, women's team. They're quite... um, I've seen them play before. They're very enthusiastic, very competitive, aren't they? Yeah, they were in the county ground last year, I think. Yeah. Training. Yeah. Some pre-match anyway. Yeah, very good. Yeah. I so think, I think the thing there, obviously, is England. They're going to look at their last result. They got an absolute tanking, didn't they? Was that Sri Lanka? Yeah, they got an, it was yeah. 120 odd for what was it? Nine England, and then Sri Lanka got it in 12.3 overs, wasn't it? So mm. it, it, it is Australia's to lose, though, isn't it? They are big favourites. It is, but they're they're worrying a little bit as well, aren't they? Because I think Elisa Healy hasn't been in great form coming into this. Um, so you never know once the matches start, they all start finding their feet. Yeah, that's right. On the bigger stage. That's right. So main reason you are here is to tell us about uh, so we've had people in over the last few weeks telling us about what's going on at the club um Billericay, there's a big push this year with um women's and girls cricket ladies and girls cricket should i say uh and you are spearheading the push rachel so just tell us um where we're coming from and where you are aiming to get to probably this year and beyond yeah so uh, it is a really really exciting time for for women and girls cricket at the moment and that's principally because the ecb are giving it a massive push at the moment to try and get more girls playing cricket so they're looking at grassroots level to try and put more investment in there try and get more girls playing cricket um and and really trying to get that excitement generate that excitement at grassroots level um, my daughter has been playing cricket since she was nine, so the last four years, um, and she's been playing boys cricket in that time. Absolutely loved it. Fantastic. We're a, I suppose you could say we're a bit of a cricketing family. Is it a fairly level playing field um, at that age group between boys and girls? There's no necessary advantage between between them. Yeah, it's an interesting point. So you've got you've got two ways to look at this. If you want to play cricket, you know, at a high level. Um, the advice that we've always been given for my daughter is just keep playing boys cricket because the game is it's just a lot more boys play cricket the game is a lot more advanced um, 
But there is a social side to cricket as well. Um, and there's often the case where, you know, it's partner up with somebody. And, you know, my nine-year-old daughter didn't have anybody to partner up with. That's changed now, of course. She's, she's got plenty of friends at her, at her club. Um, but, but girls, I can see, want to be around other girls. Having said that, physically, I believe, up until year six... There's absolutely no difference between girls and boys. So when you say year six, a lot of people won't understand what year six is, will they? So top, anything top, jun- top juniors, top, or whatever, yeah, just in, in before old senior money. school, yeah. just before senior. So two eleven years old, basically. Exactly. So I've sat through enough cricket games where I've seen the balls go left, right, and centre from boys and girls. So there's absolutely nothing there to suggest that a girl can't play boys cricket uh, up until that age. For me, um, just looking at where my daughter is now, um, she still continues to play. She's in year eight, so she's 13 now, um, and she plays for six girls, but she still plays boys' sport, mm-hmm. boys' cricket. Um, and you can just see in the next few years, where is that going to go? Is, is she still going to be physically able? I think her game will be there, but is she going to be physically confident and able to play? In That's the when I game? think. Yeah, I've noticed with my son, uh, who's who's coming up sixteen now, and definitely in the last year, eighteen months, the strength. Exactly. Does, does that though, in a sense? I mean, I know, and obviously, I've seen ladies play men's cricket as well. Actually, the stronger ones can play at the higher level, and is it a case of sometimes it is where the strength will find? You know, she might actually end up playing third eleven cricket on a Saturday, but actually be a very good player at that level because she's quite skillful uh, as opposed to playing Saturday first 11 cricket because she's not quite at that level but when as you progress you know I've seen you know, I've, well, even in my day I played against people who were very capable cricketers mm-hmm. who could play men's cricket because they were strong enough to either bowl or bat in it well that's it I mean she she will open bowling for instance but be further down the batting order and that's where she's comfortable to be in the boys game currently um, but in the girls game She's an all-rounder. Yeah. Um, I think where we're coming out with, with Billericay, or, or where I've found Billericay, um, is because uh, it's all right for my daughter to be playing boys' cricket, but at some point you've got to sort of look behind you and say, well, where are the other girls going to come up? So um, it was important for me personally to find a club that I could get in there from, from the grassroots level and say, right, how are we going to invest in these girls, train them properly, make them understand the game but in their own right if they want to play boys cricket mixed cricket that's absolutely fine but that there should be a strong enough system out there a strong enough league um all of those sorts of things for girls in their own right um and that's what we're looking to do at billericay now so starting from a younger age group feeding all the way up we're going to start with an under 13 competitive squad this year but looking to feed into that squad for future years so if i'm a a youngster sitting at home listening to this, or um, I'm a parent and I've got you know a young daughter or whatever that's that's never played cricket, but is quite sporty. Maybe da- the daughter plays hockey or um, tennis or something. Yeah. Uh, what would you say to them about maybe having a go at cricket and just to seeing how you're getting on? Exactly. So um, one of the ways that I'm looking to recruit players now um, is to say I with my daughter, right? She plays cricket, but she also plays. Um, counter level netball and hockey so I spend a lot of time at different sports I'm one of these like sports moms that spends all the time at a service station you know (laughs) Um, so I spend a lot of time with these different sports and there are a lot of talented sports girls women out there um, who 
will have skills at netball. Look at netball, for instance. That's actually bowlers. That's actually fielders. They know how to throw and catch a ball accurately. Yeah. Look at hockey. That's your batters. Yeah. Um, so what I'm trying to say to everybody out there is, you know, cricket is something that you might never have tried. Your daughter's never tried before. But actually, um, she's got skills elsewhere. And if she's got a sporting brain, you know, what's she doing all summer? Yeah, it's netball one, finishes, hockey finishes. What's she doing? It's one of the funny things I heard was that, you know, all girls playing cricket, the ball's quite hard and it might hurt. But you're playing hockey and you're playing netball. Oh, God. oh my goodness. Try going near a netball court. Those but, girls will kill you for I the ball. Believe, unfortunately, I know because one of the worst injuries I ever sustained was on a netball court when I had my nose broken. <laughs> oh. Um, exactly. Elbow straight in my face. It was oh, like, dear. What's going on here? And, you know, yeah. and, and hockey as well. They are quite physical games to start off with. And actually, Very. cricket is more, it's not so much phys- You've got to obviously be a bit concerned that the ball's going to come at you and it's going to hurt if it does hit you. But actually, the, the skill levels are, are as difficult in cricket as they are in hockey and they are in netball because, you know, they are. They are all similar in terms of sort of the agility and the, the, the mental sort of attitude to actually getting into positions uh, and playing on. Yeah, it's absolutely. It's the old ABC, right. isn't it? Agility, balance, coordination. I haven't heard that before. Mm. No, there you use that. Or you use can that use that. I'll let you have that one. <laughs> That's the new thing, isn't it, with schools and training is the ABC. Yeah. Agility, balance, coordination. Yeah. Uh, but, but you see, also going back to the schools thing, yeah. I mean, up until a couple of years at primary school when my daughter was there, it was rounders. That's yeah. Like, yeah. All the boys were playing cricket over the other side of the field, but the girls had to play rounders. And I think that's changing now, and a lot of schools are bringing in the cricket now. So, so you're on this big, um, I think it's an awareness drive. I, I don't want to use the word recruitment. I think awareness is probably the, a more accurate description of what you're trying to do. I've been doing my homework. <laughs> Uh, and you're reaching out into schools in the area to try and highlight what you're doing at Billericay, is that right? Yeah, that's right. So there's a there's a couple of schools locally that already play cricket, and that's a big that's a big thing for them. Which are they? Let's give them a shout out. Uh, so you've got Brentwood School, you've got Newhall School. Right. Um, they Shenfield School also uh, play a lot of cricket. So does St Martins. Um, so those are those are big cricketing schools locally, um, and we've had some interest as well from Billericay School. Um, and we're, we're also talking to Mayflower School about trying to get okay. those girls interested there. Good. So one of the questions someone's going to raise, no doubt, is, oh, isn't it going to be really expensive to get all the cricket stuff? But quite often the clubs will provide. Yeah, that's, that's true. We, we've got a pool of kit um, at the club. Um, so anybody who wants to come and have a go, um, start with our stuff first, have yeah. a go. Um, and then if you like it, then, then look into to getting your own kit. But it's actually not, you know, there are many sports retailers out there but one of the biggest ones they do actually do kit at a fairly reasonable price in this day and age don't they now that's true that's you know true. You, you get your cricket whites and your boots uh, and a set of pads for under 50 quid if you shop around and yeah and you go to the, the big r- chain retailers and then yeah. yeah and also you know at clubs if you are if you have got to the point where you think i'm going to actually join a club whether it's billericay or wherever yeah. else um you most clubs tend to have quite decent um arrangements with suppliers and whatever else to uh but even now, most clubs tend to have decent bats and decent you mm. know, stuff you yeah. can use anyway, don't you? And helmets. I mean, you have to have helmets. Clubs have to have helmets just right. purely because uh, all, all under... Is it under 16s have to wear helmets regardless? Is it under 18? Pretty well, much, yeah. It, it yeah. would make yeah. sense. I, actually, I've got a funny story on that. Go on. And my daughter, who probably is listening, is going, Mom! Uh, so uh, <laughs> when my daughter first started playing, I remember they had to take it to a committee uh, meeting to ask whether she needs to wear a box or not. 
The answer was no. <laughs> no, no. It is one of those. Um, and, 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 they are, and they are, funny enough, one of those bits of protection that, you know, you do need to protect things well, from time exactly. to time. Exactly. But Everyone's it, got valuables. Yeah, but it is. I mean, it is. Um, you know, obviously, I've had youngsters come through and play. I mean, the helmet, I, I remember playing uh, cricket as a kid. I never wore a helmet. And, you know, you look back now and actually mm. you realise the dangers of it as, as a youngster because you didn't have full control of what you're doing. Certainly the people bowling at the other end, unless you got to a good standard, the ball was going to go absolutely anywhere. Um, so it is, you know, some of the, the stuff that is brought in is brought in for good reasons. And so I mean, I'm one in favour of helmets oh, definitely having yeah. to be worn and stuff like that. So um, you're starting pretty much from scratch at Billericay. We are, yeah. Um, so tell us what your roadmap is over the okay. immediate future. Yeah, so um, there are already, we were very lucky at Billericay already um, because there were quite a few girls there in amongst the mixed groups and on a Friday night it's a really um, fun cult session Friday nights is cults training night and we exactly. encourage everyone to Billericay encourage everyone to come down <laughs> the chairman's really good there as well um, to I come the down I've never terrible met him. Yeah. Yeah. Friday night is a social night at the club um, during the summer so we have barbecues we encourage people to come down it's, and it's touted as the, the biggest beer garden in Billericay so it's actually quite a nice place just to come and have a drink and unwind on a Friday night uh, and I think through that, we've we've encouraged girls to uh, to get involved. Yeah, exactly. So um, what we're looking to do now um, is to start with, basically, we didn't want to ball the ocean. You know, we could say, yeah, we're going to have 15 teams out and we're going to enter all the leagues and we're going to do... We just thought we'd start small um, with an under-13 squad, get those girls playing competitively. We'll be looking to the likes of Hutton, to the likes of Chelmsford Willows. Watch out, you guys. Oh, no, we're coming. And girls. We're coming, we're coming. Um, and, and we'll be looking to play that team this year. Um, we've got girls already at the club in the younger age group, so we're just looking to support that with more girls coming along to join. You know, it's like you were saying earlier, try cricket because you might just be good at it. And we um, have got dedicated people looking at that younger age group um Ian we and have, Jack. yeah and, and i'm i'm sorry if i'm stealing anybody's thunder but we're, <laughs> we're going to go with the um the dynamos which is a new initiative for for younger kids want to try cricket um and billericay and there's there's other clubs around essex as well doing this we're going to give it a girls only um course yeah so good. so there's there's the ability to play you know boys boys dynamos and girls dynamos so if you be between eight and 12 years old you can come along to dynamos it's an eight-week course it's not that expensive um, and you can learn to play cricket in a smaller environment and you get a so bit of kit for that money as well you do you? don't yeah you so when you say shirt. not that expensive how much is the dynamos course it can range and, and we at billericay haven't set a price for it yet um, but it's uh, at the top end. The ECB are saying it's forty pounds for an eight-week course, but I don't think we're so five or a week. Not exactly. Not a lot. Of and obviously, for parents, that will sort of start looking at. Oh, we might have to join the cricket club. How much is junior membership at Billericay? Either of you know, Darren? It's you, around about being the chairman. Seventy-five pound mark, is it? Something. Yeah, it's something about that. And for just uh, so for the parents, if they wanted to become social members as well at that time, do you we don't really have. A social membership, you know, we, we encourage people to come down and just enjoy themselves, have a drink and watch watch a game, you know, on a Saturday afternoon, come and watch, you know, there's always cricket going on. There are five 11s that turn out on the weekend, so there might be the first 11, but there are two full-size pitches, so there's lots going it's on there, so it's just a nice yeah. place to come and hang out on a Saturday and have a drink. And, you know, it is, it, and obviously normally, you're, you probably mentioned it, most cricket clubs do have subsidised prices and are a bit more reasonable than... Oh, yes. I mean, cricket's one of those sports, isn't it, that's, that's still got that mentality of, of a social 
gathering big time you know it's it's even the cricket tees i think there's also a competition around cricket tees at that we, we certainly encourage that we ran that all through last summer we were encouraging and we'll do it again this year for everyone that's listening every week we we encourage clubs from wherever to send in pictures of their cricket tees and then we'll give shout outs to what we think has been outstanding or a bit different oh mom can you do some sausage rolls well <laughs> samosas that's what you want to you want to move the dial samosas and biryanis <laughs> Yeah, 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 Brentford. Well I remember done, we guys. used to up the game. I used to do some like chicken rice dishes and pasta dishes. Mm. Watermelon, watermelon's always a winner. Really? Yeah, yeah. Watermelon on a hot day. If you can get the watermelon in the fridge as well, fantastic. You now put the watermelon in a martini, and then that's an idea. Well, for the more adult ones, if you put <laughs> basically, if you if you're really good, you can sort of get a big watermelon pour vodka into it slowly and then mush it maybe not maybe not one for the kids that one <laughs> don't you always think with the cricket teas like you get the list as a, as a parent you get the list of like this is your you don't want the sandwiches you don't so if people sorry <laughs> to interrupt I'm just just go on sorry go on Darren's eating sandwiches sorry I've just had a thought isn't it no uh, so uh, going back to Billericay girls um, people so want to get in touch and if they want to they, you know they want to know more about this how do they how do they it's find on social more? media so um, we've, we've hit the social media big time now so we've got Twitter um, and Instagram um, and Facebook all um, at Billericay girls or Billericay CC so girls. people search for Billericay girls across all those formats they'll find it exactly Cool, right, so don't forget, after us this evening, the Orient Hour boys will be here. And then after that, it's Fifty Shades of Che. Uh, we need to give you a bit of music here on 98 Not Out. Uh, Darren, another one for you. You'll get this one. Go on. Gorillas. Oh, very good stuff. Clint Eastwood? No, the other one. They, his character. Dirty Harry. Yeah. yeah.
with your old lady at the tilt. I got a 90 day extension and I feel with guilt from things done and seen. Your water's from a bottle, mine is from a canteen. At night, I hear the shot scream, so all my lights sleep up. Cause of life, seems to get cheaper. Out in the desert with a street sweeper. The war is over, so said the speaker. With the fight suit on, baby, to him, I'm just a pawn. So he can advance. Remember when they used to dance, man. All I wanted to by Shepherd Neen, proud supporters of cricket in Essex. Couple of tunes there tonight. Oh, that was there? brilliant! That one. That takes me. That when was that? About two thousand and five, something like two thousand five, two thousand six. I remember Soccer AM using it on, on one of their yeah. sort of segments. But uh, yeah, listening to that on headphones and uh, yeah, it's really good, isn't it? Really Dancing good. Dancing away there badly. <laughs> yeah. So talking of, uh, we mentioned the hundred briefly. So the London Spirit Ladies Team are going to be training at Billericay, aren't they? Yep. So there's a lot goes on at Billericay for for those that don't know. Essex Twos play a lot of their games there. A lot of the Essex Academy and the age group stuff. Uh, Essex Ladies play a lot of games and train there. Um, and as Brett says, we've got the London Spirit Ladies Team training at Billericay ahead of a few games they're playing at Chelmsford. Are you going to be on the um, announcing I, I duties? I don't know yet. I'm, I'm still waiting to hear from Essex as per usual. Um, I'm sure that they'll let us know when that is along with our... We've got a podcast. We are actually doing a podcast for Essex as well going mm. forward. Um, There's going to be a bit of a fans forum style podcast. Uh, so we're going to be chatting to a few of the players here next, Jake, you want to next that week, one, I think. And uh, then we're going to be previewing games with fans sort of before matches and after matches and stuff around the T20 and we'll probably cover the 100 of it at some point as well so that'd be good yeah so for uh, for the, the training at Billericay so you've got the London Spirit training so you've got um, Heather Knight and Tammy Beaumont who top te- players exactly could uh, I mean who doesn't want to watch Heather Knight in a, one of keep, her batting sessions keep Darren well away from him <laughs> It'll just bore them. I was going to say, you're going to fang girls. <laughs> I'll do well. the drinks. Yeah. So, um, so it's one of those things where hopefully, if we can get some girls down to watch the training, um, that's going to be an excellent opportunity. Get some for selfies. Them. Will they yeah. naturally be open? Because obviously, you're not really in an enclosed space. They, they will be. Obviously, people will just be able to come along and watch, won't they? Yeah. So, you know, so we've got plenty of seating in that there. We've got a big balcony that you can sit on. Yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, so the the matches there, um, which are being played at the county ground. Um, so you've got London Spirit versus Southern Brave on the twenty sixth of July, mm-hmm. um, and then you've got London Spirit versus Trent Rockets on Tuesday the eleventh, and. Our very own Maddie Villiers will be playing for the Trent Rockets, yeah. hopefully. Fantastic. So, girls coming home to play. And it's all the summer holidays, that, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And tickets are available, and they are quite reasonable for the, the 100, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. I mean, I know you don't want to talk about it too much, but cool. uh, there is a, a little time period now, I think, till the end of February, where the tickets are cheaper. Yeah. Get I involved. think they're priority, or you exactly. can sign up, and they're quite yeah. easy to get. So. Yeah. It is if you want to go and watch it. it is you know people are going to go and watch it. We, I, I'm, I, you know, I 
I'm not not in favour of a competition. I'm just not sure they've got it right with this one. Uh, Agree. We've been fairly vocal, but hey, there you go. Uh, should we move on and get some other news in? So, well, speaking of the hundred, um, so it's been announced that Moeen Ali will captain the Birmingham Phoenix. They start their game, their campaign against London Spirit on uh, July the 18th. Uh, the Phoenix have a decent side uh, with Afridi, Zampa and Kane Williamson lining up alongside Moeen and his England teammates Chris Wokes, Pat Brown and Liam Livingston. So probably a team to watch there. Um, just over at Welsh Fire, where there's a bit of Essex interest, so Tendo and uh, Simon, Simon Harmer. Harmer are playing there. Um, they have been talking this week. You mentioned this a, a, bit, a bit earlier, Brett. Um, they're sort of devising contingencies just in case they lose Steve Smith and Mitchell Stark to Australia. Well, they look like they're going to now as they've rescheduled the series against. So Zimbabwe. they will play some games. They will play some games. I think they miss four games or three, four games, something like that, four or five games. So, so if you were in any way disappointed by maybe not seeing Steve Smith or Mitchell Stark, be aware. Or any of the England players are only going to play two <laughs> games. <laughs> There are some names sort of uh, parked up on the taxi rank engines running, namely Chris Gale, A.B. de Villiers and Lassith Malinga, who didn't get picked up. available? I'm not sure he has ever made himself available for this, so maybe his mind will change. Potential. There's also obviously going to be some young English players. There's still going to be another one wild card pick, isn't there, for every team, so it could be interesting. England Lions, talking of young players, have drawn their tour match against Cricket Australia. Dandy Lion. Dandy Lion. Man of the match. Yeah, fantastic innings. He scored um, his, I think it's his career first class best of 190 off just 194 balls. Yep. There were hundreds also for Keaton Jennings and Dom Simbley. He also got three wickets, didn't he? He did, yeah. So, fantastic performance for him. Doing well. He's he's got a big, big few months coming up. He has. And I think, you know, we could be seeing him uh, in in the full England shirt in the not too distant future. And about the time Essex had someone back on that side. It might be interesting, you know, 50 over cricket might be the first way in for him, but he's definitely a talented lad. Yeah. Um, feels like he's been around for ages. You forget how young he still is, but, um, you know, he started young and, and progressed quickly, didn't he? That's now, talking it. of uh, busy schedules, South Africa have delayed the planned T20 tour of Pakistan, which was due to take place in March. They're citing player workload. Um, South Africa have just finished this... Uh, hosting England over the three formats they've now got Australia visiting next week uh, and then they go on to to tour India from the 12th to the 18th of March Um, Cricket South Africa have assured the PCB that the tour will go ahead and the PCB seem happy enough with that Um, it will go ahead at a more suitable time yeah talking of um, we talk about T20 Adil Rashid yeah. He's only playing T20s for Yorkshire this year, so he's not going to play any Red Bull cricket. Yeah. Um, but on Red Bull cricket, Gloucestershire have signed Chestwa Pujara for the first... Chateshwa Pujara! Uh, for the first six matches of the county championship. Um, he's played around... He, he's never done that well in England. This is so an interesting one, because it's a bit of a headline, isn't it? Yeah, and, uh, but he's uh, never, never done great, has he? No, he's played previously for Derbyshire, Nottinghamshire and Yorkshire. Um, and as you say, without really setting the world on fire, but he yeah. is the ICC number seven, I think, uh, in the batting ratings at the moment. He's a good player. Yeah. It would just be interesting to see how he does. Uh, some contract 
extension. Sam Billings has uh, extended his contract at Kent. I'd like to have seen Essex got him. He's a great cricketer. Yeah, he is. He is. Uh, Billy Root has extended his contract at Glamorgan. And Pat Brown, who we mentioned earlier, yeah. uh, will be staying with Worcester as well. Um, and, uh, you know, whether how much he'll be playing for Worcester and more for England, <laughs> I think, personally. Just his back holes out. That's yeah, that's, well, this is it, isn't it? The, the, the youngsters thing. Uh, and the PSL, the Pakistan Super League. As yes. Well. I mentioned Big last moment, week, uh, we were trying to track down James Foster. I've tracked him down. He's in Pakistan and uh, he's going to do an interview with us and a chat with us at some point. So hopefully we'll get that featured either here or certainly <laughs> with the Essex one. So that'll be quite good. Um, this is important, isn't it? Cause it's the, although it's yeah. the fifth edition of the PSL, it's the first time that the whole tournament is taking place yep. entirely within Pakistan. So that's good news after a few um, sort of test runs, really, with um, with various matches. Again, it's a sort of four-week tournament, isn't it? So it's yep. fairly good. Um, it started today, didn't it? Yeah, it has started today. Um, Islamabad United are taking on the Quetta Gladiators. Islamabad United, 168 uh, in their 20 overs. Um, David Milan, headline ah. on that one, scores 64. Uh, in return, the Gladiators are in actually some trouble. They're 29 for three. Jason Roy, a uh, second ball duck. Oh, dear. Um, Shane Watson's out for 15. And uh, Shezad's gone for seven as well. So that that will be a... Quetta Gladiators are in the, the news today because um, they were due to have Umar Akmal playing for them. But he's yeah. been suspended by the, the PCB under its anti-corruption code. They've not said Why, have they? what exactly, but... You know, as, as long as we've been doing this show, there seems to be a regular drip feed of stories of uh, corruption and bribery from across the subcontinent. It's a bit depressing, really, to see another one. Um, there are 15 English, play- English players taking part in this tournament, so it seems to be very, very popular. Uh, 15 players across the six teams. Um, among those 15, our good friend Ravi Bapara. He's still due to come and talk to us. Yep, he will. He promised. He will. He will. Well, I've got to tell you a Ravi story afterwards, actually. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> Tamal Mills is out there, um, another friend of the show. Chris Jordan, Alex Hales, and Samit Patel. Um, Essex are represented by Cameron Delport and, uh, of course, Mohammed Amir. Um, just looking at the early favourites um, to win. Uh, Karachi Kings and the Lahore Calendars seem to be who the bookies fancy for. Uh, it, it will soon work its way through that one, won't it? Yeah, it will. And it's good, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm all in favour of, uh, particularly in T20, sharp, quick tournaments that um, yeah, reflect the nature of the game. And we're going to see more of it because where the money is, so... Yeah, you know, simple as it's going to prop everything else up. So, um, talking about more traditional stuff, India's tour of uh, New Zealand concludes uh, with a two-test series starting tonight in Wellington. Uh, India are without Rohit Sharma. Um, this may be a disadvantage on a batting-friendly pitch, as it usually is in Wellington. Uh, India come into this series having won 15 out of their last 17 test series, and New Zealand returned to home soil after a bruising 3-0 defeat in Australia over Christmas. Um, the standout point, or the standout fact for you trivia anoraks out there, and I know there were a few, Ross Taylor is set to make history by playing his 100th test, and in doing so, will become the first player to make 100 international appearances in all three formats. So, well, well done Ross. to him. Yeah, exactly. Well done to him. Um, some other news coming out of the EC, uh, EC, ICC even. <laughs> uh, India could lose hosting the 2023 World Cup after the ICC has issued a mandate threatening them and other full member nations if they don't comply with the hosting model. Mm. Uh, 
Primarily uh, among them are tax exemptions, which has long been a bone of contention. Failure to guarantee them will lead to the member not being able to host any ICC event over the next eight-year cycle that runs from 2023 to 2031. Uh, And this is about the ICC not paying tax in the host (laughs) country, isn't it? so there we go, talking about anti-corruption and bribery and all the rest yeah. of it, and uh, now all of a well, sudden they don't want to pay tax. I think you got my views of the ICC after watching Death of a Gentleman, and exactly. what a stitch-up it is now with uh, India, uh, England and Australia controlling far too much of it, and it well, really isn't a good situation. Uh, no, and, and governments all around the world have got a fairly strong stance on tax and sport yeah. in general, so I can't see much... Uh, whatever they want to threat I don't think that um, they're going to make much headway with it no it really <clears throat> let's see let's see it's certainly um, now with um, with people saying more and more on about you know people paying their taxes etc oh yeah it's uh, you know yeah you can't then be chucking up bones like that no interesting piece that you spotted in the cricketer um, about the return of live cricket to the BBC or BBC television um now, there's a big school of thought, particularly amongst our uh, more vintage listeners, that cricket was always at home on BBC in, in the days of Jim Laker, Peter West, Tom Graveney, uh, Richie Benno uh, and all the others. Um, but the, uh, the Cricketer piece was really good. Uh, if you have not read it, certainly go and read it. About how the BBC coverage got boring. Yeah. How the B- it just got they too stout. It just got they? too old-fashioned. And then when Channel 4 came along with Mark Nicholas and Simon Hughes doing the analyst stuff, they brought it into a more modern age. They made it more professional. Yeah. And it was a little bit that the BBC was stuck in this 1950s and it is coming to bow. And just, you know. Well, the thing was, the BBC had all these great ex-professionals that talked as if they were talking to ex-professionals where yeah. I think when Channel 4 and then Sky took it the, to the next level um, but particularly Channel 4 with people like Mark Nicholas but also Simon Harris um, explaining basically why a ball would swing this way or that way um, what the LBW rule was all about and then you had Hawkeye and other technology like that coming in and all of a sudden and then it kind of peaked with them with the 2005 Ashes it did and then, unfortunately... It's all been off from there. And, yeah. you know, you look at the other ones now. I tell you, you do sport really well. BT are doing it with some of this behind-the-scenes stuff. The, the Australian one's out on the 1st of March as well, I think. All right. The um, yeah, Australian that. behind the, the, the test, I think it's called. That's Amazon. Amazon. Um, yeah. But obviously BT have helped. But BT do the no-filter stuff really well. If you've never seen any of the BT no-filter ones, they're really worth watching as well. I saw a snippet so. of the test. Have you seen that? It's going to be on Amazon Prime. So it's a bit like... Um, they've been doing some stuff like with Manchester city yeah um, as well yeah and this kind of like behind the behind the scenes and um darren we're done for time again no we're not we are we're not we haven't even told people to keep spreading the word and to like us on Facebook. We haven't thanked Rachel for coming in and telling oh, us all about Billericay Cricket Club, ladies and girls cricket. Get in touch with Rachel to look for what does he look for? Billericay girls. Look for them across all your social media outlets. Brett. Do keep up with us on social media. You can follow us Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Get in touch with us on any of those pages and uh, we'd love to talk to you. Thanks to Shepherd Neem for sponsoring us as always. And Play, listen. Great. Play great. See you next week. 98 Not Out, sponsored by Shepherd Neem, proud supporters of cricket in Essex.